1: This recording lets you listen while you learn. It's the Bob and Sherry Show. That is so odd. With Bob. You're a very special person. No matter what anyone says, everything you do is correct. And Sherry. Yeah, she Googled herself again. Now she's having one of her uh, things. And now broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. You know how,
2: like, you'll be taking in a million pieces of information in a day? You know, you're seeing stuff on your phone. You're seeing stuff on, like, your Facebook or whatever. You're catching bits and pieces of news coming from, like, TV or radio. And a lot of it just washes right past you. But every Mm -hmm. once in a while, you'll take in a piece of information. And for no reason that you can think of, it sticks in your brain and in your craw. And this is exactly what happened to me. You know how if you have an iPhone on your news feed... You'll get a bunch of, of news stories, and then some of them you can tap and listen to them. They're like mini podcast news stories. Yeah, so yeah. So one of those um, over the break that I listened to was about the phenomenon of Nepo babies. So Nepo nepo baby is a term that um, refers to the children of celebrities who, by virtue of being the child of a celebrity, basically have an easier path to becoming a celebrity themselves. Nothing's guaranteed you know, you have to have some talent, like Dakota Johnson, whose parents are Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson, definitely had maybe an easier time getting an audition than your daughter would, but she right. still had to have the talent to stick around. There right. are so many stories every single week in my newsfeed about Ava Philippe, Reese Witherspoon's daughter, who as best I can mm-hmm. tell, I think is still in school and hasn't really done anything, but it's always looks like, exactly oh, she looks exactly like, like her mother.
3: mother. Yeah, Exactly.
2: The stories are about that. And, of course, Kaya Gerber looks exactly like her mother, Cindy Crawford. So mm-hmm. this was a mini podcast about the phenomenon of Nepo babies. And is it is it fair to criticize them? They didn't choose the circumstances of their birth. Is it fair that they have so many advantages over people who perhaps have as much or more talent but don't have connections? And so on. And then it came to the part that I cannot stop thinking about the part that I feel like did not need to be included in the article because it's unkind. Here we go. So mm-hmm. they're talking about how Ava Philippe looks exactly like Reese Witherspoon. And isn't that amazing? Cause she's just so precious and about how Kaya Gerber is the spitting image of Cindy Crawford. And isn't mm-hmm. that just the best because isn't she beautiful? And then they get to Demi Moore and Bruce Willis and here is what the narrator said. The narrator said, Now, the daughters of Demi Moore and Bruce Willis, unfortunately, did not take after their mother and instead got their father's most notable feature, his jaw. And then it moved on to the next set of Hollywood Nepo babies. And I just sat there and thought, That's mean. Um, okay, thank you. I thought maybe I was being overly sensitive and it's being flat like up a mean. big. Baby. Mm -hmm. It feels unnecessary, right? Like, okay, you're gonna write about how, you know, uh Reese Witherspoon's kid looks just like her. Okay, all right, yeah, I I hear you, I get it. But man, did we need to take a shot at Bruce Willis's kids?
3: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I have no respect for that writer at all. They're they're filling space. Okay, they've come up, okay. They're Here's something I can write about. Most people have not heard this term before. You know, that's an easy thing to write about. I don't think you really need to take that shot, especially being specific about the jaw. Come on. Thank you. you I've seen pictures of her, and and I don't recall a prominent jaw. Maybe there is one there, but it didn't jump out at me. You know, like it's a Jay Leno sort of jaw.
2: I just felt it was um unnecessary and unkind and here's the only point that it made the only point that it made was most nepo babies are as beautiful as their parents but not all of them and like what was the need for that it
3: just there's no need for it
2: it really stayed with me and i thought that would be bob that would be our luck you and i would be the children of celebrities Let's say that we were the children of, like, what's a famous couple? Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. We would both look like Danny DeVito. That's what we would both get that, right? And then some journalists would say, unfortunately for Bob and Sherry, they took after their father, Danny DeVito, and they're four feet tall. Like, it was just mean and petty. Yeah, be and
3: Yeah, I know. And it's better. It, it's it's not necessary but that person w- what was the publication do you remember the publication i don't even know cuz it was him? in
2: my new it was in my news feed yeah. and it was one of those yeah. things where you, you know you, there's a little um, tap and it's like 15 minute listen and i was doing dishes or whatever and thought yeah let me listen to this nepo baby thing that's all i could think about now is it's an interest- and scout and i think there might be one more that i can't yeah. remember their name
3: It's an interesting thing, uh, the whole Nepo baby thing, because you're right, you will get an audition before somebody else. But once in a while, one of those people that comes from, you know, talented parents is also very talented. And I'll tell you an example is the late Barbara Walters. So she came from a family that was very well-to-do. Her father ran a famous nightclub in New York City. She was growing up around all of these famous entertainers, right? So she's got a leg up on somebody else getting into uh, broadcasting or uh, show business. But she turned out to be an incredible talent herself.
2: You got to have the chops. You you have to
3: admit. yeah, Yeah, she had the chops. That's right. Yeah.
2: Coming up, we got morons in the news. We've got a really funny TikToker who's going to break marriage down for you and be your new inspiration. We have the, of all the bad habits that are out there, we have the five ones that are worse for your brain. Plus the Bob and Sherry box office and comedian Dan Black. This is Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back, talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Guys, I saw a tweet that for me is the perfect um, expression of how I feel as we head into a new year the person Mm -hmm. who tweeted this their their twitter handle is close to classy here's what she said quote going on record for the new year i will most likely be the same dumpster fire i was last year but with a (laughs) moderate amount of hope for the next week or two
3: (laughs) you know that pretty well sums up a lot of people's feelings you always do have some hope well not all of us the first couple of weeks of the year and then you realize well it's another year but you know i do actually think people are more hopeful this year than they were the last couple of years because people have gotten you- out I, yeah i think their spirits are higher i do mine mm-hmm. are yeah i think i think th- things are better for me right now than at the beginning of covid or you know the the year following covid
2: um I, you know, I don't like, not a lot has changed for me, but the the year is young. What is, what is, what day of the year is today? Is this like, today's the ninth or the 10th? Today's the 10th, right? Okay. Hello. Happy 10th. Um, yeah, I'm reasonably optimistic that 2023 is going to be different than 2022 and 2021. I have to admit that I, I agree with the people who say everything like, like I had a real sense of time and I could have told you everything. And then 20, 2020 hit and then it was a great big blur and happy new year. It's 2023. I mean, I definitely feel a little bit like that. Like the last couple of years were.
3: Yeah. I put blur. the last couple of years almost in the same uh, basket of time. You know, I, I don't see a, 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 there, there is a bit of a difference between 20 and uh, it, was that
2: when COVID began, really, in twenty March thirteenth, twenty twenty was the last day we were yeah. we were working together in a building, yeah.
3: in a studio, right? Yeah. Um, I I coupled that with twenty one. I it, it it all seemed to be the same thing, and then twenty two got a little bit better. So I'm hopeful that uh, twenty three is is going to be a good year. I I am worried about people being very lackadaisical, and and please don't please don't get mad at me for saying this about masks not not just not just um because of covid but because of flus and everything else you know what's really interesting um not gone wood i have not been sick uh in years i i can't re- can you remember the last time i even had a cold
2: it's been a while yeah and you it's have been years one and now years. And but i, I think do that's a toddler now, thing yeah? don't you cuz you it have toddlers was. in your family again
3: Everything was fine. And then the toddlers came for Christmas and they both were a little bit sick. And Landon was saying, I think we're gonna be okay. They're on the end of it. But I was holding Elle and she, you know, you know, sneezed right in my face, you know, two inches away. And the same thing with Christian. And it went on for like three days. Mary got it as soon as they left, and I felt fine. And I went, Ah, oh, I, I think I, I don't know how I dodged this. But there, there it is. There it is. I've got it now because of the toddlers. It, it had to be. I think one of the reasons that I have not uh, been sick with flus or colds or anything is that I was diligent about wearing a mask.
2: Well, if you think about like um, in Asia where people were wearing masks long before COVID before this, because yeah. they, because they didn't want to catch colds and flus. I mean, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, caught we caught everybody in my family everybody caught Mm -hmm. um toddler fever they you know we've got four toddlers in the family right now and a fifth and what are you going to
3: do what are you going to do you're not going to pick them up that's impossible
2: you you hand me a sick feverish baby and i'm taking that baby and cuddling with that baby and you know so you get a cold right now where we do draw where kevin and i do draw the line is we we have a strong pink eye policy in this household if you're young has the pink eye, we're going to yeah. kindly ask you to refrain from yeah. swinging by. So that's a good
3: policy. Yeah.
2: Have you ever had the pink eye? Oh, the pink no eye is misery. When you're an adult, the pink eye is the worst. And I have found because, you know, I had two kids who went through every flavor of pink eye and the, the lice letter coming home from school. You will only get pink eye. Thirty-six hours before you're scheduled to walk on stage and present something, somewhere. It's true, right? You know what? You know what else is interesting?
3: I think it's a northeastern thing that you don't call it pink eye; you call it the pink the eye. The
4: pink eye,
3: like like it has <laughs> it, it's a monster unto itself.
4: Right? Because it is.
3: What have you got? Oh, you got the pink eye, huh? <laughs> the
2: pink eye. And I can tell you, um, Ella, one of the babies had the pink eye. And um her dad called and asked us if we wanted to do something. And I was like, is that, is that young and still have the pink eye? We're gonna yeah. pass. We're gonna <laughs> pass I'm not getting the pink
3: eye. We'll catch you next time, right?
2: <laughs> morons in the news is next. It's a classic excuse to the cop for a traffic stop. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron with morons in the news. Bad, bad. On the
3: one hand, I have to give a little bit of credit to this 19-year-old who came up with a pretty good excuse. Maybe not good enough to get off of the speeding ticket, but it was a pretty good excuse. On the other hand, he's a moron because of what was in his glove box in his car. Here we go. A 19-year-old motorist who admitted driving his Honda 120 miles per hour on an Iowa interstate told the cop when he was asked Do you realize you were going 120 miles an hour why were you doing that he said yeah i guess i wasn't concentrating cuz a really good song came on the radio <laughs> you know i'm okay something really really hot comes on the the, the kid you know, he, he likes boomer music, and all of a sudden the Zeppelin song came on, and he was just, he wasn't thinking. But where he really blew it, I'm not saying the police would have given him, you know, a pass, but where he really, really blew it, the officer said, hmm, i will have your license and registration. And he reaches over to the glove box, and a big old bag of marijuana falls out right onto the floor. <laughs> son, Oops. son, son, son. Oops.
2: You know, sometimes you don't learn any other way but the hard way.
3: The hard way. I'd yeah, love to know what the
2: and the police report doesn't tell us what the song was. It
3: it does not. No, it does I'd not. I'd love
2: to know what this kid's idea of a really good song was.
3: I would have liked that too. I wish the police report had that, but it doesn't. He's 19, I, so I mean, it could be 19-year-olds, as I was mentioning, love boomer music. Yeah. Could be anything. Yeah.
2: Could be anything. I have a story out of Bismarck, North Dakota that, okay, let's start with the perpetrator's name. His name is Brentley Iron Road. Wow. And what he should be is a country music superstar, not yeah. somebody that got arrested and charged with felony terrorizing and misdemeanor criminal trespass. Here's what Brentley Iron Road. how How did you not do better with a name like that, sir? Friendly Iron Road went into a convenience store and tried to steal a package of donuts by putting them in his coat. Well, the clerk spotted him and confronted him and said, You have to pay for those donuts. So Mr. Iron Road put the donuts back, but then he became kind of angry. And at this point, the clerk was like, Sir, I need you to leave the store. And that's when Brantley Iron Road pulled a hatchet that he had tucked into the waistband of his pants and menaced the worker with it.
3: A hatchet over over
2: donuts? I love donuts, but dude, okay, you're walking around with a hatchet tucked into your britches? He
1: left his machete at home. (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: I mean, listen up, Daniel Boone. It's 2023. What do you need a hatchet in your pants for? Anyway, when the convenience store clerk saw the hatchet being met, raised at him and swung at him, he was like, Now you really have to get out of the store. I'm sorry, we don't pay these people anywhere near enough. So Mr. Brantley Iron Road left the store. Police, and of course, the clerk calls 911. Police found the hatchet in a snowbank. He cleverly got rid of the weapon. Yes, he did. <laughs> Um, and then they looked at the store video, and the video shows it all. Mr. Iron Road pulling the hatchet out of his pants, raising it, and shaking it toward the clerk. Mm. That's when they went and arrested him and charged him again with felony terrorizing and misdemeanor criminal weapon use. And this isn't over. This is even over like a hot Krispy Kreme donut, you guys. This is over a box of C-Store donuts that, for all we know, were about a week old.
3: You know what? He would never do any time for stealing those donuts. They would just dismiss it and say, if we see you around again, we're going to get more serious. But when you raise a hatchet at somebody, that's a different thing. Why is it? I guess I've watched too many Warner Brothers cartoons. Why is it that I just picture the cops looking for the hatchet and seeing in the snow the exact image of a hatchet, hatchet, shape of the hatchet in the snow?
2: Because I think that's exactly how this went down. I do too. And part I do of too. what I know you're wondering, you're like, what led these eagle-eyed Bismarck, North Dakota police <laughs> officers to that spot in the snowbank? Stay with me. The
3: footprints. Yeah, the that footprint. too. Footprints.
2: And then the hatchet the shape in the, the snow. The
3: shape in the snow. Right, right.
2: And that is morons in the news for today. You can catch today's moron of the day on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Straight ahead, the caddy. What? It's Bob (laughs)
4: and Sherry.
2: It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Dan
0: Black.
1: What's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm from New York. Yeah, hey, my people. I love it, love it. But I live here in Los Angeles now, which is weird because uh, people here are actually relaxed. (laughs) Now, like, in New York, people just pretend to be relaxed. Like, they say things that an actual relaxed person would never announce. (laughs) Like, I'm relaxed, I got my book, I got the sun. (laughs) The only way you can respond to that is, relax. (laughs) People ask me all the time, they're like, what's the difference between New York and L.A.? And I'm like, eh, in New York, there's crazy people. In L.A., everybody's crazy. (laughs) The other day I was at the grocery store, and this woman in front of me asked the cashier, how you doing? To which her response was, well, it's been crazy, what with the moon and all? and her response was yeah I know (laughs) you're both affected by the moon where I'm from if I ever said I was affected by the moon I'd be called moon guy for the rest of my life (laughs) I could cure cancer and my friends would be like yeah you cured cancer but do you remember the time the moon made you gay (laughs) those are my friends I, don't know, I disagree with these guys all the time, you know? Like, my friends, they love sports. I hate sports. There's not enough imagination for me in sports. I'm a professional wrestling fan, yeah. And my friends are like, no, dude, 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 you gotta check out sports, you gotta check out LeBron. He's changing the game as we know it. And I'm like, how? By scoring a little bit more points than the previous best basketball player? <laughs> Like, I'll watch LeBron when he takes his jersey off mid-game, reveals he's on the other team, scores on his own basket, (laughs) takes a chair from the sideline, knocks out the referee, and he's got a snake around his neck for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My friend's like, no, dude, you got to join our fantasy league. I'm like, I got fantasy covered. (laughs) Okay, I'm headed to the Crypto.com Arena To watch a Native American dance fight a barber And people's big complaint with pro wrestling It's always the same thing It's like, it's scripted You know what's going to happen It's like, okay I knew who was going to win the NBA Finals last year It was going to be the Golden State Warriors Or the Boston Celtics You guys know who won the championship title at WrestleMania 31? (laughs) A guy not in the match. (laughs) It was the best moment of my life. I took my shirt off. (laughs) Uh. But uh, being a professional wrestling fan has its consequences. I got a divorce. I'm not saying that I got divorced because I'm a professional wrestling fan. I'm just saying that, like, when we were making that decision, it came up. (laughs) But the weird thing is that, like, I always felt like a divorced guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I always knew that, like, I'd be divorced one day, the same way that, like, Keanu knew he was Neo. (laughs) Like, when I was at my wedding, walking down the aisle, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you're literally taking steps towards fulfilling the prophecy. (laughs) But actually, uh, being a divorce came in handy recently. I was at the airport with the girl I'm dating now, and we were going through security. And we got to the security agent, and he was like, I'm sorry, your identification says Daniel, but you booked your ticket under Dan. Do you have any forms of ID that would match Dan, like an insurance card? And I was like, no, my insurance is in my wife's name. And he was like, her? And I was like, nah, that's my girlfriend. And then he said... Have a safe flight.
4: <laughs> Thank
1: you. I'm Dan Black.
4: That's
2: damn Black. That happened to Bob um, when he yeah. was ticketed as Bob, but he only had ID for Robert. Right. You can find Dan set at b o b a n d s h e r i dot com. This is Bob and Sherry.
5: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry dot com.
3: Well, we want to say a welcome to all of the folks who, in this new year, are heading back into work. More and more, there are people going into offices. It's not a stampede by any stretch of the imagination, but some are going back because they're feeling pressure from their companies. And I heard. I want to talk about two different things in this arena. Um, I heard a CEO discuss the fact that if you are a person who can work at home or work in an office, you have the option for either. Your career will rise much faster if you are in the office. He said, "By not being around, it's less likely you're going to brush shoulders with powerful people in your company. You're not going to be top of mind. But if you're there every day, and you're doing a very good job, they are going. It's just human nature. When a when a position of uh, importance comes up, opens up, you're more likely because you're in the office to get that." And then he went on to say a lot, what people have to understand is, especially if you're in a business that's creatively based, let's say you're in advertising, you should be able to interact with other people and spin ideas off other people that you see every day face to face. And I heard him and I said, as much as I like broadcasting from my sunroom, and I'm, I'm looking at Sherry right now because we have a setup where I can see her for the entire show. If I were in another business and I was just starting out, I think I would be the guy that goes back into the office. I would be the suck up that would be there bright and early with a smile on my face because I do think that that guy's telling the truth. If your business is set up that way, and the CEO, the managers, the presidents, the vice presidents are going to be there, and you have a chance to present yourself. I think you should.
2: And the that other makes inter- perfect. That makes yeah, perfect sense ahead. when you think about yeah. it. I did read an article online. I think it was in Wall Street Journal. It must have been mm-hmm. because the the font was very small and it was extremely <laughs> serious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it it basically said that um, companies are finding more and more that there are two kinds of people. There are the people that with everything that happened in the last few years with COVID have decided that they're not going to let their job and their work and their career swallow their life anymore. They, mm-hmm. they want different kind of balance. And then the people that are like, I am aiming for the top job, get out of my way. And mm-hmm. so I think that you're right, Bob, I think those top job people are racing back into the office and those work life balance people are working remotely. And maybe when it all shakes out, everybody will be a little bit happier. I don't know.
3: I hope that's the case. I had uh I, I went to a Christmas party and met a fella, really interesting guy named John. He works in New York City during the week and then he flies to the beach on the weekend. His wife uh does not work at this point. And he's been in uh New York um financial circles for years and years. And I said, "So how's the city these days? I haven't been in New York in a while." And he said, "You wouldn't recognize it in some places." he said, I can walk down Madison Avenue. Now that's a big time street. And I will see store closed, store closed, store closed. I will will go to a restaurant like a luncheonette or something that I've liked for years. They've closed down. They can't get help. It has changed. This whole thing has changed. And that is scary. If New York City Midtown is experiencing that, what about other smaller cities around the country? Um, So that was interesting. And the other interesting thing about not going into work that I read, this woman posted um, something that she's noticed. She said, I have been seeing a lot of stories about men who had secret families or had long-term affairs and lived double lives for years until lockdown started. They maintained two separate lives under the guise of, lengthy business trips for years and now when you have to work from home because your company sent you home and they don't want to pay for office space. There's a lot of radio people that, you know, are in that situation right now The the stations didn't want to keep up the space. If you've been using, I've, I've got to uh, go away overnight, uh, this weekend. Yeah. Earl and I are going to be opening up a new, uh, uh, area and, and you have some side action, the jig is up. You can't do that. And when the jig is up, the woman that you're having the affair with is not going to take it well, probably she's going to get ticked off. And now you, you are up, you know, what Creek,
2: especially if you've had one of those double life situations going on, which. I got to say, it just seems in a world of um, digital surveillance and social media, I it know. seems so old fashioned and reckless to have a double life. But I'm sure there are still people doing it right.
3: I interviewed a newspaper guy years ago and he covered a story. And this was like I was in my 20s. so It was a long time ago. He covered a story about a well-known politician who had two families and he confronted the politician about the second family. And it was a very sad ending to his uh political career in one of his families. But just even in that period, juggling two actual families seems like almost impossible. Un- unless you've got two Stepford wives or something like that. And even then, I, I, I mean, for me, I, it was always exhausting to have one.
2: I'm, I'm so tired from just the one and the pets. Yeah. Yeah. Like Patrick Dempsey could knock on the door. I'm here to be your secret side man. Go away. And you're, right. by, you're blocking my driveway, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. just, but you yeah, know you that the it's laundry. out there. <laughs> right. did the, no, because he'll shrink my jeans. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's no, I, don't true. Even
3: uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Instant access to the podcast, podcast and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app.
3: I don't uh, get on TikTok virtually at all uh, for a couple of reasons because I know me and all of a sudden 45 minutes to an hour and a half will be gone and nothing will have been accomplished. Plus, I don't want the Chinese uh, knowing all of my bank account numbers. Um, but my wife is on TikTok and my wife found a TikTok that she knows I can relate to. It was posted by someone whose name is Shea Petaway. And here we go.
6: Things that are unequivocally my husband's job. Let me just say, though, that if I didn't have a husband, I know for a fact I would do it because he just got home from a two-week trip and I've been holding down a fort. Okay? super mom out here. Let's get into it. Number one, I stand with all the mothers out there who said trash. Because I'm not taking the trash from inside this house to outside this <laughs> house. And I'm most certainly not taking the trash from where it is outside all the way to the curb. God don't want that for me. He told me. I heard him say it. What I will do, because I'm a good wife and I'm benevolent, is I will take it out of the trash can, tie that thing up. I might double bag it if I'm feeling nice that day, and I'll put it at the door for you so you can get it on your way out. He that findeth the wife findeth the good thing. Next up is bugs. <laughs> That's not on me. That's not my ministry. I'm sorry that you just went all the way to the basement. I didn't know when you got all the way down there that it was going to be a bug up here and I was going to be fighting for my life. But at this point, we only got two choices. Either you come get the bug, or we gotta put the house up for sale. What do you wanna do? Hurry up, make it quick, because he about to get away, and then we ain't gonna have no option. Say no me. This on you. Whatever you decide, just let me know. I'm a supportive wife. Whatever you wanna do, I got you. Just know though, we're also gonna have to pay for movers, because I'm not moving anything, okay? Next, anything having to do with this car. Baby. I have a hard enough time keeping gas in this car. I'll be riding this thing until I got zero miles left. I can't be responsible for all the other stuff going on with the car. I will ride these wheels until they literally fall off. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Please don't put us in that position. Your son rides in this car, your wife rides in this car. Please just make the appointment (laughs)
3: because. And she's cut off. I love her. That is my wife. She will not do anything with that damn car, that car. I'll get, I'll take her car every once in a while. Cause it's an SUV and I have to haul something and I turn it on and there is no gas in the car. There are a couple of lights that are blinking. So I don't know what's going on with the engine that has not been looked at. She will not deal with trash. She will leave trash literally as uh, Shay just said at the door for me. And it's just, that's the way it is. And bugs, Oh, Mr. X exterminator gets the call every time. Doesn't matter what kind of a bug could be a mosquito could be a roach. Doesn't matter. I'm the bug man forever.
2: My dude, that is the price you pay for subjecting her to stories about your hard scrabble life as the exterminators assistant. You're right. And how your husband's exactly right. got ruined.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That is the price you pay to be able to constantly remind her of your hard scrabble exterminating assistant beginnings. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. If all of a sudden Jurassic park came to life and, and there's a scary dinosaur outside. Hey Bob, there's a scary dinosaur outside. You used to be an exterminator. Go deal with it. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Well, I love Shay and uh, I just get the feeling, I don't know Shay. I get the feeling Shay gets what she wants from her husband. Just the, um, just, she, the way, yeah. just the way this the way she speaks, yeah. right? And I, I just loved how she said, I don't do bugs. I talk with God. He doesn't want me to do bugs.
2: I admire and envy <laughs> these women because I am yeah. such a workhorse doormat. Like, it doesn't matter how things start for me in any relationship. Before it's over, I'll be shoveling radioactive waste while you watch football. Like, it's just, it's in my nature to be a doormat. I know. I, I admire I, those
3: women. women. Those, it's not just her, there are, and it doesn't matter how big they are. They run everything and they get exactly what they want. And they could be five feet tall saying the most ridiculous things. Like I just don't do cars. And the guy in their life gets in the car and takes the car to the mechanic or whatever, buys new tires or whatever it is. They have such power. And I have the feeling they were like that when they were little girls.
2: Or maybe their mothers were like that, and this is a generational yeah. thing. That could be. I'm, I'm over here going, well, I didn't think I did cars, but I guess I do cars now. <laughs> like that, right, whatever exactly. Whatever it is, is, what I'm stuck with. You, oh, you what know was what her else? name again? What was her name again? shay Padaway. Padaway. Yeah,
3: She's fantastic. Yeah, she's fantastic. I'm going to follow her. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com.
3: I found a couple of memes that I want to share with everybody. People are still so ticked off at Southwest Airlines, people who were booked. I'm looking at a picture of a bunch of bags around a Southwest Airlines sign that says Southwest, employees only beyond this point. And somebody put up a uh, sign underneath that. Why is COVID better than Southwest? Because it's airborne. I know it's, it's a little dark, but... The, the CEO of Southwest Airlines, I don't know how the guy can keep a job. Do you realize that rather than upgrading their technical support, they decided to give a bigger dividend to shareholders? I mean, there's no arguing with it. That's what they did. Rather than bringing up their tech support to uh, 2023, they let it languish. And that was one of the reasons why they had so many problems.
2: This sounds like... A lot of industries where the person, they've got like an operationally minded CEO, that person right. leaves and they bring in a Wall Street lapdog. And yeah. now, instead of reinvesting in the business and the customer right. experience and taking care of your technology and your employees and all of that, employees, everything yeah. is about profits. Everything is about right. Wall Street, Wall Street, Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know what? Sooner or later, it that catches, house of cards comes tumbling down. And it did.
3: Yep, and West. it did. Exactly. The other, uh, the other meme that I liked is this beautiful picture of Snoop Dogg. He's got on shades. He's got a beautiful camel hair, top coat on and underneath it, the me- and he's got a nice smile on his face. And underneath it, the meme says, I want to thank me for believing in me. And that's, I love That's it. all you need. That's all you need, right? Especially with him. It's Bob and Sherry.
0: Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com, founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century. We're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10 10% off your purchase. That's clean, dot com. code radio10. Leave us a Talk Back. Talk Back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
2: Talk Back time. You can reach us via the phone if you like to be old school at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844 52s heri Or you can download our free app in Google Play in the Apple Store. And it does everything. You can listen to the show. You can listen to the podcast. You can tap the little microphone in the center of the screen at the very bottom and talk, and the app will do the rest. Hi, Bob and Cherry.
7: Uh, my name is John Williams. I'm a I, I live in uh, near Macon, Georgia, and I've probably been listening to you guys since I was a kid. My mom was a is a well is a huge fan of your show. And uh, I don't really know how to say this, but um, years ago, you guys told a story about a woman uh, who, a little girl, who her and her brother were playing on a playground, and the little girl pushed the boy down the slide and broke his arm, and in exchange for him not saying anything, she was going to let him go down the slide three times. And that woman was my mother. Uh, and I've always kind of, I guess that's what kind of drew me to you guys' show um, over the years, because as a kid hearing that over the radio, you guys had mentioned it. Um, and uh, anyway, it was just, you know, really cool to me. So, uh, I don't know, just thought, you know, years down the line, I would just, you know, give you guys a call and say, hey, I remember that.
3: That is hey, amazing. Listen. It, it was I that, remember let that. me make sure I get that right. Was that his mother who broke the brother's arm and, and
1: yeah.
2: And bought his silence with three trips the down the slide. Okay, I actually yeah. remember that because I thought here is someone who earth needed to work as a diplomat. We need it to say, right. we need to send this woman in to talk to Putin because if she right. could pull that kind of deal with a broken arm, come on.
3: Either that or for the mob, one or the other, you know.
2: Uh, let's see if we can work this out here.
3: Yes, I'm sure it hurts the broken arm, but uh, you know, three times down the slides, nothing
2: to sneeze at, right? You love the slide. You love the slide. There's so there's so much awesome about that story because if uh, if you have a and you were never this kind of big brother, like it's amazing to me that you were the oldest, but you never once tortured either of your siblings.
3: No, there was five years b- a difference between my brother and me, and. My God, there was like 14 years difference between my sister and me.
2: There was seven years between my brothers and five years between me and my brother, my oldest brother, and he tortured us like he was getting paid for the work, okay? <laughs> this kind of thing where, you know, you have like something bad has happened, but the older sibling is able to bribe you into silence. And it's wild what younger siblings will take, like three trips down the slide in exchange for a broken arm. You'll take a stale, one of those, like, you know those orange-sliced jelly candies? Yeah. You'll take one of those that he found in the couch cushions, because mm-hmm. it's candy, and you're a kid, and you'll do anything for sugar. Right, you right. Mean, they can buy your silence with that. You, I'm glad that you weren't a sadist, but you missed out on so much evil and hijinks by not you being know, like a mean when- brother
3: when i hear about brothers uh, that have that sort and they always, when they get older there there there's always laughs i always felt that i missed out a lot because there was 5 years between my brother and me and that's almost another generation when you come right down to it right 5 years as a kid he's he's i'm 15 he's 10 you yeah. know and we have absolutely nothing in common and then my sister was a baby when i left home
2: Here's the thing that surprises me about you. Not that you didn't torture your brother because that's not really in your nature, but I'll tell you what is in your nature, oh, bougie man. The fact that you didn't view your younger brother as a personal valet and manservant amazes me. Like, what was he
3: bringing account. in our house that was of any value? Yeah, that's what my brother if, did with if, me. If, that, you Max know.
1: was the manservant. Is that right? Is oh, that what yeah. he did? He made me do it. Listen, I so adored my brother. I would do anything to hang around him. So, you know, I mean, and and then he would he would uh, tease me or he would uh, he would promise me something. And then, th- then he would laugh and go, you're so stupid. You're so easy. That's why I do it. <laughs> so, so when he was raising my nephew and things would happen, I'd go, this is your penance. <laughs> this
3: is your Yeah, chance. that's exactly right. That's exactly right.
1: My older brother,
2: once he had like a little valet, he never refilled his own glass. I don't think he did any of his own chores. He was wow. so good. He was so good at persuading us and uh, brainwashing us into doing his bidding. Yeah. And you didn't, you missed that. I, mean, I did miss all that. Of it.
3: Yeah. You know, I I think that's that's part of why when I went into broadcasting, doing this sort of a show, I was never really enamored with doing guy radio where there are pranks played on people or uh, there's an there's aggressive conversation toward toward other people. It just never appealed to me. And I think it's because of that situation growing up. I had no practice doing that
2: see if you had treated your brother like your butler and you can't tell me I have your childhood pictures in fourth grade you looked like a man who expected to have a butler the fact that you didn't treat him like that is kind of amazing
3: the truth the truth the situation is that it was now I don't deserve any any kind of credit the the situation was life was not good in that house and I just could not make it any more miserable just could not do it. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
3: I've still been sort of haunted by this article I read a few days ago in the New York Times, the best advice you received last year in 2022 as we head into a new year. We talked about a couple of them but didn't have time for anything else. One, one of them was about intimacy. A therapist said intimacy isn't something you have. It's something you do. Let me, let so me read you a couple. I thought so too. Let me read you a couple of more of these. This person says, I was in a vintage shop with my friend Max and saw a sequin top. I remarked to him that I wouldn't have anywhere to wear such a sparkly top in my current life, but I would love to have it. And he replied, choose a different lifestyle. I thought about those words every day since. I thought me, that was really interesting because it's not so. At first blush, you say, "Well, she can't wear something sparkly to work." But I don't think that's what she was saying. I think she was saying, "With the person that I'm with right now, we don't do anything. We don't go anywhere, and I'd like to go somewhere
2: where you would need something sparkly." Yeah. 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 yeah what are you waiting for? Like this is your life. Like what
3: are you? Right. Exactly. Why do we Frank, sit
2: around and wait? Go on.
3: Frank Kirkwood, who lives in Pittsburgh, said, if you know somebody who isn't weird, that just means you need to get to know them better. <laughs> I agree is that, with that. I, that, yeah. is so great. that. That is so great. That uh, is so great. This is very true. J. Alex Sanger, who lives in Chicago, says, when a depressive episode occurs in your life, never make a major decision or change your hair. Wait until you feel better. And I think a lot of women could probably identify with that, right? The best advice I received last year was to photograph my parents doing everyday things because this is how I will want to remember them.
2: Oh, well, now I'm going to need the rest of the day to sit and cry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, I don't have any pictures of my mother... You know, overcooking uh, Green Giant Green Beans or, you know, brushing her teeth or driving us to Little League games or, or whatever. The only pictures a lot of us have, even with a cell phone, a lot of they're all posed. Right. If you had a picture are- of your father, in, if, he, if he works in the garage as a woodworker. Well, Kevin is a perfect example. Shots of him working in the garage.
2: I have a lot of everyday pictures of my family. I'm the family photographer. I have pictures of my girls like reading and cooking. I have pictures of Kevin doing stuff outside. There are no pictures of me except official Bob and Sherry pictures. And so periodically I say to my children, because I was raised by um, a small herd of Sicilian witches, right? So I've got that old country guilt thing in me. Periodically Mm -hmm. I'll say to my children, well, you know, someday I won't be here, and I hope you enjoy this autographed photo of me and Bob Lacey. Because you never there are no pictures of <laughs> me. You guys never take my picture. Ever. Yeah,
3: that's true. That's true. Uh, this next piece of advice from last year: never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't go to for advice.
2: Bob, you need to write that down and remember it. Yeah, you personally. That's a good need one. Write that down,
3: Leonard Fominen of falcon heights minnesota said that this one comes from baker city oregon learn to say i need time to think about this you will save yourself a world of trouble oh, A hey, freaking men god that is so true mm. this person uh whose name is loretta Mazzola of catskill new york hello there catskill at 66 years old i became a certified pilates instructor Move your body every day. Give that gift to yourself for your well-being. That is so true. That is so true. um, Some of us during the uh, lockdown got out there and got a bike or whatever and moved. And some of us just stayed on the couch. You do need to move around a little bit.
2: Um, This is is really for me and Max, not so much for you and Doc, but for a variety of reasons that we won't get into because, you know, boring, whatever. Um, The year 2022 was the year that Max and I were literally handcuffed to computers and soundboards. (laughs) I have never had such a sedentary, stressful year in my life, and I will not allow that to continue in 2023. Max, I don't care if if the two of us join a water polo team. We can't let this year be like last year. We, you know that we can't. We just can't.
1: Every time she calls me, she goes, what are you doing? And I go, I'm in front of the computer. <laughs> Same. Here's,
3: here's the one that I think affects me the most, actually. This is from a man named Steve Bunnell, who lives in L.A. Give up all hope of changing the past. Oh, boy. It's so simple. It's so true. And yet so many of us still relive in that past. Get rid of that for twenty-three. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once.
1: I don't believe that. And then you
7: read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and
1: Sherry's. I don't believe this. Shit. I cannot Just believe this.
2: Shit. There are like a gazillion bad habits you can have, right? So many bad habits you can you can smoke and you can drink too much and you can pull your hair out and 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 like troll people online. Like a gazillion bad habits, but there are five bad habits. That are the worst bad habits for your brain. And if you jack your brain up, good luck to you. Because your brain is in control of everything. So here are the five worst of the bad habits you can have. And the number one worst bad habit for your brain is failing to socialize with other human beings. And thanks to COVID and remote work and and all of this like separation and isolation, our brains are suffering. Social connection is like a brain workout. When you're having a conversation with a person, your brain is paying attention to so many things and that's how it keeps in shape. Plus, um, like having like strong social relationships keeps you from being depressed. Like it triggers endorphins and all these like chemicals in your brain that make you happier and healthier. So that's the first really bad habit, not being social. Here's the second really bad habit. Being tied to your job twenty four seven, meaning you work for a, a job that expects you to always be available, that expects you to be reading work emails at ten o'clock on a Wednesday night, that expects you to be constantly checking your phone and, and a job that says we work hard and we play hard. Folks, that translates to you work the day hard. will never be over.
1: All you will do is work hard. But you enough will not of play Twitter. Hard. Um, when we, we play hard, we work hard. We work hard and then we, people go out and get drunk afterwards because they're so yeah. depressed about how much it's they true. Have to work. That's very what the true. playing hard is. Yeah. Here's the
2: third <laughs> of the really bad habits for your brain eating more sweets and less vegetables. You have got to eat vegetables. I know you hate them, I know you do, but you got to open up your maw and shovel some in. Twizzlers are not a fruit. You have got to eat more vegetables. Here's the next of the really bad habits. Not enough exercise. After COVID, people began moving less and sitting more, and the workday got all bloated and endless. And pretty soon, it's like Max, every time I call him, he's sitting at his computer. And this is bad This makes your brain like rot away in your head and it's associated with all sorts of terrible things, including dementia and depression. And the fifth bad habit that is like the worst habit for your brain is not getting the right kind of sleep. And this is really something, the number of people that are bad sleepers jumped 6% during COVID because people had like so much anxiety. And also if your whole day is spent sitting at a computer, being stressed out, it's really hard to, to be tired enough to sleep well. You know that feeling That's where you're true. exhausted, but your yeah. body is not tired because your body's just sat around all day watching your yeah, exactly. suffer? Mm-hmm. So um, when you sleep, your brain flushes out toxins that build up while you're awake. And if you don't flush those toxins while you're sleeping, they pile up, they pile up, and they increase your risk of all sorts of problems. Plus, including like depression and dementia. Plus, people that aren't getting enough sleep, they crave sugar, which means, guess what? You're not eating those vegetables because your brain is telling you you need Reese's peanut butter cups. And also, this is so fascinating, people who don't get enough sleep don't want to deal with other people. So think about these five bad habits for your brain and think about how many of them are connected to you not sleeping. It's true. It's very true. So what are what are we? We're 10 days into a new year. Is that right? 10, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten mm-hmm. days into a new year. You, we have got, folks, we have got to stand up and say, I am mad as hell and I'm not going to sit here anymore staring at the screen because it's bad for you. So once again, you got to socialize. You got to eat your vegetables. You got to get enough sleep. You got to exercise. These are the things that are going to keep your brain. Fat and sassy and happy and healthy. And we'll get this posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook so you can check it out. This is Bob and Sherry.
5: Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page.
2: Okay, here's a cautionary tale for you. Um, A guy on TikTok said you might want to not donate your old technology to Goodwill, which people do. Like you can walk into a Goodwill and find like Mm -hmm. big desktop computers and stuff. He right. bought an Apple Time capsule that was more than 10 years old. And when he hooked it up to his laptop, he found the previous owner's banking, financial, and adult entertainment. They had not they had not wiped the hard drive before they donated it. They just unplugged it and handed it over. And it was filled with personal and financial information.
3: You know, I'm not that tech-savvy a person myself but i would never ever allow myself to do something like that because i don't want any of my financial stuff in the hands of somebody else how could they how could they in this day and time how could they do that
2: here well here's what happened the apple time capsule is actually a router but uh-huh. it has an internal hard drive in it and the person who owned it may not have realized that they may not have I understood see. that all of their they data thought was just being deleting saved there.
3: Yeah, Yeah. just deleting was enough and it's not.
2: So here's what's nice about this guy whose TikTok about this has been looked at like six million times. He is trying to find the previous owner and he's not going to take advantage of what he found. All of the bank account, savings, investments, retirement. And of course, this individual whose name is Don, this individual's particular taste in adult entertainment.
3: Hi, is this Mrs. Don? I, uh, my name is Bob. I, I, I found your husband's computer. Woo! He
2: sure does like brunettes. And poultry. Oh Girl. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so there you yeah. go. If you're getting ready to load up a box and take it to Goodwill, scrub that gear. It's Bob and yeah. Sherry.
1: Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault.
3: There's just something about her or him that drives you crazy and you're living with them. You can't do anything about it. They will not change. They say they will, but they don't. You know, they don't. Everything else is pretty cool. The sex is good. You know, they're both, you're both working.
8: I Everything's mean, going along pretty good.
3: Except this one thing.
8: Mel, hi. Hi, Mel. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Sherry.
3: And, and a good morning to you, and Happy New Year, Mel.
8: Happy New Year. Our first time caller, too.
3: Oh, very nice. Very nice. Now, this is your husband you're talking about?
8: Yes. I've been married eight years with this guy. I'm from Panama. When I first met him, I haven't... I didn't speak any English.
4: hmm
8: So, actually, I've been speaking English for eight years. And, um... The only thing that I, that I, it drives me insane, crazy about my husband, is that he complains that he doesn't speak Spanish and he doesn't have the time, this and that. But he can sit the whole entire day be watching. It, this uh, it's called Tosh. It's a home video uh, TV show.
2: Tosh, Tosh 2.0, Tosh, right? Yeah,
8: I hate it with all my heart. <laughs> I love you, Mel. Yes, because I found that TV show so stupid, you know <laughs> that he's not learning nothing from that, you know. No, that's
3: right. I've seen it.
8: So he just, you know, he just drives me crazy.
3: And uh, I understand he doesn't speak any Spanish at all, but you, you are bilingual now.
8: Yes, I am.
3: And that yes, I am. does that bother you that he doesn't speak any Spanish?
8: me so bad because he complains that he can't talk any spanish but da, instead you know the time that he's he's watching that show why he doesn't you know take a book i mean he got books and videos to learn spanish and he doesn't get the time to do that you know but he can be watching that you know
3: tosh 2.0 yes,
8: tosh i hate that show <laughs>
3: So I take it. You know, he should you know he should not watch it all the time. And what's the thing you can get now? Rosetta
2: Stone. The Rosetta
3: Stone. My wife, Mary, learned to speak Spanish with the Rosetta Stone. Some of her clients are, uh, are uh, Latinos, and, uh, and it worked great for her.
8: I know. He said that he always, I'm uh, to do it, or I have to go to a classroom, this and that. But I keep telling, babe, instead of watching that show, why you don't take a Spanish classes? You know what I mean? Instead of time that you, for me, you, you, I I don't know, you waste watching that show. while you don't, you know?
3: Hey Mel, could you say how much you hate it, like with all your heart, again? Just, I just like hearing.
8: Oh yes, he knows that. I, I mean, when now he's getting better though. He doesn't watch the show when I am at home.
2: Oh, so he waits till you leave leave the the house. Walmart,
8: any any place, he watches by himself because I can't stand that stupid show. I can't.
3: Say, say that you, I just want to hear it with your accent, that you hate it with all your heart.
8: I hate Tosh with all my heart.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So th- w- when he's watching it, it's almost like he's sneaking a cigarette or something, you know? He's doing it behind your back. It's
8: like, a, a, it's like a having sex or something. I don't know. Mm. It, um, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. I mean, I don't like it. So... And I hate him watching that show, too. Because and then he laughed like oh my gosh, what's the best thing of the world and I found those stupid things like <laughs> it doesn't make sense for me.
3: <laughs> Why do you hate it so much?
8: Because they don't they don't show nothing productive for me.
3: hmm It's just stupid so, stuff, yeah.
8: It's cultural it's probably, and it's probably stupid, a, you know. A
3: cultural disconnect for you.
2: Have have you ever seen anything on Tosh that made you laugh? No,
8: really.
3: <laughs> no, don't ask her anymore about Tosh 2.0. I mean, she just... Yes. She does, just,
8: made me, just made me mad. The, there's <laughs> nothing there. You don't
3: want to make Mel mad. I can
2: so um, what would be, if your husband could speak Spanish, then you feel like you could communicate with him more deeply?
8: Yes, it's different. You know, I mean, I can tell him so many stuff in Spanish. But, I mean, in English, it's different. When you're going to say I love you to someone, you just say I love you. But in Spanish, you can say in two different or more than two different ways, you know?
3: How would it, I how mean, would, well, let me hear two different ways, Mel. How would you say that I love you in two different ways in Spanish?
8: If I'm going to say I love you to my husband, I can, I can say te amo. But if I'm going to say, uh, like, uh, to a friend, I will say te Te quiero.
3: I see. Okay. Oh, it's
2: a
8: different uh, kind okay, of love. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah, yeah, different type of love. Yeah. You have such a sexy, I mean, I would do anything, you know. But, uh, first of all, I would fear you because I, I, I think you, you are a woman to be feared. <laughs> deserves but that you. sexy accent's really something. Maybe you should cut him off, you know what I mean? Or, or, <laughs> or uh, offer, him, offer him something really special if you know, and you know what I mean, Mel, if he learns Spanish.
8: Yes, well, I, I, I'm trying. We're trying. I know. He's a very, he, he's a very uh, stubborn guy. He's an army man. And uh, you
2: know how the army men are. Stu- stubborn, you said. He's a very stubborn yeah. guy. And Mel is yeah. not.
1: She's not stubborn.
8: No, she's no, learned
2: English. It. Come on. Oh,
1: Mel is stubborn.
2: <laughs> so, my husband
8: is.
3: No, I know your husband is. I, I have the feeling you're pretty headstrong yourself, Mel.
8: I got a very strong personality. What do yeah. you watch?
3: Yeah, what do you watch?
8: Well, I really I don't like to watch TV. I yeah. prefer to listen
3: to music. Well, thank yeah. you so much, sweetheart. You're wonderful, and have a happy New Year, and I hope he comes around and learns a little Spanish because you deserve it.
8: All right.
5: So you guys have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. Adios. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com.
2: Uh, the last Apple update, which pushed through before the Christmas holidays, has this new feature in it where every day my phone tells me you didn't close your move ring. Um, you're 550 calories away from closing your move ring. Let's get moving. Um, because the phone is like what is that like, I don't
3: understand what that is
2: It's tracking your activity but it's uh-huh. only going to track your activity if it's on your body so like if on the days where my phone is in my handbag or on the kitchen yeah. counter right um it it doesn't know how much I wear a fitness tracker so like mm-hmm. the day the last time it told me you, you didn't move around very much today. Hey girl, you didn't close your move ring. My fitness tracker was like 14,000 steps and my phone is like, you know, fatty, fatty, two by 4 kick through the kitchen <laughs> door. And I was like, what? This is so intrusive. I don't want to have to carry my phone in the, my pocket everywhere I go. And I really want to disable that. There's probably a way. I just haven't Googled it or looked into it. Are you not getting that? Did your phone not take the update? Are you not getting that judgment? Oh, yeah. Oh, nagging oh, I've got the judgment f-
3: for a long time now. Um, I, I will look at uh, my, the health thing will pop up. You uh, have not moved off the couch in 14 days, you fat piece of junk. And I'm going, What? wait a minute. I I, I went out for a three mile walk with the dog this afternoon. Exactly. I, I just didn't take my phone with me. That's all it is. That it's so terrible. Get out of my life. Please get get out of my life. All I want. I I do like the idea of knowing that I put in, I don't know, nine, 10, 12,000 steps. Okay. That makes me feel good. But the prompt that you're not really keeping up there, fatty, I can't stand
2: it is the last thing I see every night and the first thing I see every day is my, mm-hmm. you didn't close your move ring. It's, there's what it says. It says, hi, Sherry, you didn't close your move ring yesterday. Let's do better today. And I'm over here going, one, I didn't ask for a move ring, whatever that is. And two, that is none of your business. This is the sort of thing where I know it's meant to be helpful or whatever, but it feels really intrusive and really... um judgmental and, and hateful. And no, I'm just saying absolutely
3: no. You you know what it is. It's actually, I guess it it could be helpful, but you know, it can be just as helpful if you're choosing just to look at the end of the day, how many steps with no prompts about uh, this or that. What, what Apple tries to do is really what any business tries to do. They try to become um, necessary in your head for your life right? You get used to it. And the prompts are something that you go, Oh yeah, that's the prompt. Oh, I didn't do that. So now they're into you a little bit deeper. They got their claws into you. You're part of the whole Apple universe a little bit more. We don't want you just being a casual part of our universe. We want to own you. That's what it is.
2: It's it, exactly what it is. And I absolutely hate it. And, and it, it makes me feel like I know it's supposed to be motivating, but doesn't it make you feel when you see that worse about yourself?
3: Totally. Totally. But you're interacting again with Apple and that's what they want.
2: I don't like the first time it showed up, I was like, move ring i don't want any part of this i know i don't want to be tracked like this and i know that it's on me somebody's going to email me and show me exactly how to disable it it's one of those things you know how you'll procrastinate certain things like Mm -hmm. you'll come in you'll come into your house and every day for six months you'll notice that there's something by the front door that would take you 35 seconds to put away like mm-hmm. in my case, because my dog gets, he's old now and he gets really cold. So we rotate him through various weight um, dog sweaters and hoodies. On a really cold day, he has his hoodie that makes him look like Eminem and 8 Mile. And on a day that's just kind of a little chilly out, he has his little striped shirt that makes him look like Charlie Brown, right? Right. Um, These things, Sam's wardrobe sits by the front door in a little pile. And every time I walk by it, I think, yeah, I could deal with that. And I don't. And it's the same thing with disabling the mover ring on my phone. It's one of those things where you you know it would just take you a minute, but you don't do it. And then you do it, and you realize that only took a minute, and you learn nothing from that experience. And that's you what know, it means to be a procrastinator.
3: As great as technology is today, where you can just, you know, go on and find where your wife is as she's driving to a friend's house with Find My Friends, where you can do, you know, banking and everything, you spend so much time dealing with these little things that your grandparents never had to deal with. Yeah, maybe they missed the phone call because y'all had one phone in the house and no cell phones. But wasn't it simpler? I mean, you know, when you get down to it, there wasn't as much chasing around to keep up with all of the technology.
2: Can you imagine your grandma Shay, Shay getting a notification from Apple that she hasn't closed her Move Ring? <laughs> Can
3: you imagine? She would she would stare at the phone, and the stock would drop ten points.
2: <laughs> Just from her that was face. the kind of
3: that was the <laughs> kind of power she had.
2: Oh my gosh, it's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I don't know if you guys saw this. It went down over the holidays and it was just a small item in my newsfeed. It was about Prince Andrew. He's mm-hmm. about because he's no longer a working royal and he's been stripped of everything except his name. He's no longer entitled to um, police protection on the taxpayer dime so his personal security a year adds up to be about three million dollars ah yes and guess who is going to be paying that bill for him that would be his brother king charles now i know what you're saying well you know it's he's the king and he has plenty of money and and he does and it's coming out of his personal like his income from his estate or i don't know how that works over there but well they
3: they own uh revenue producing property that's yes, and, and that's not brought up very much but they do so it's probably that
2: that's how he's going to pay for it three mm. million dollars a year now i want you to put yourself in king charles's um shoes and even though you have the money how pissed off are you that not only has your brother brought all of this scandal and disgrace and ruined like the last couple of years of your mother's life and it tarnished your family's reputation. But now you've got to hit a check for $3 million a year for his security guards.
3: Yeah. You're going to have some problems with that. And you're just going to have to say to yourself, what kind of a relationship, if any, do I want to have with this guy? You know, do, do I just want to say, um, you know, I don't think we need to be spending the 3 million, how about we get a retired Bobby and uh, he's probably willing to do it for about um, 90 grand a year. You know, do you go that way or do you say he's my brother? I don't want any problems. If there was some sort of an assassination attempt, it would be awful. I just have to suck it up and just say, let's get on with it. And he will, uh, he will be safe. But that doesn't really tell you what, from the heart the relationship is toward his brother
2: well and yeah he has no choice but to pay it because look what would it would be worse if he refused it and something happened right but the right. cops the the security guards that prince andrew will be allowed to have now for 3 million dollars a year they're only allowed to carry tasers like right now because he's a he was a working royal he had taxpayer funded security and these were armed trained police officers who accompanied him everywhere and so when the word came out that he was going to be stripped of that prince andrew was described by people close to him as furious um absolutely furious because and here's why and this is this is interesting he views that armed protection force as a status symbol and having that oh, taken from really? him, yeah, isn't that the interesting thing for you too? Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: and I thought you were going to say he views it as a right uh-uh. because I
2: didn't ask to be born into this. Mm-mm. He says it's a status symbol, and he does not have the ability to pay for it himself. He he's had he's been trying to sell his ski chalet to pay his legal bills. He's in he's in financial trouble. He doesn't have 3 million dollars. I got to tell you, if I'm paying 3 million
3: dollars for security, I want those boys with bazookas on their shoulder and a knife in their teeth. I mean, I want the scariest bunch of armed guys in the world. 3 million dollars. And I know all they're it's allowed to carry, seven,
2: are, but all they're allowed to carry are tasers. Mm. They they don't have mm. bazookas for 3 million dollars. Tasers. So, the thing that really like made me go, "Whoa," was thinking about it. Yeah, that's a status symbol. Like everywhere he goes, there's this phalanx of armed police officers, And doesn't yeah. he strike you? Of course, you know, we don't know these people from uh anything, but doesn't he strike you as the kind of bloviating, pompous hamhead that would view that as a status symbol?
3: Now that you mention it, yeah, probably probably yeah, i guess I mean, it, if you get used to it and you know that there are three guys wherever you go even if it's out to have dinner there are three guys that are going to have uh they're going to have guns on them and are going to be looking around constantly for problems and now you don't I have mean, that. That would i wonder how much like. harry and megan how much are harry and megan paying for that
2: millions Mil- i've read it have I, to be i've yeah. read that they they were paying millions every year for their security in California that one of the things that they were so furious about was when they left as senior royals as working royals the same mm-hmm. thing happened to them their armed right. protection got pulled and harry was furious about it but yeah. now you're seeing the consistency you know this is the deal if you're not a working royal they take right. your they take your cops well, away
3: if it comes from the uh, from the public uh, coffers, there's no way that you can have that kind of security. I mean, can you imagine the people in, in Parliament who would stand up and say, the British people are not paying for Randy Andy and the no. spoiled couple? Yeah. Oh, my God. It would be just an absolute PR nightmare.
2: Tell you what, though. The next time he goes to Pizza Express in Woking, he's yeah. going to be mobbed.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's right. Pizza Express in Woking.
2: (laughs) It's
5: Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I just
3: realized that I am so lucky that I grew up in a family that was flat broke. Once I read this, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm lucky. A South Florida woman claiming to be a psychic has been sentenced to federal prison along with her partner for conning a woman out of more than 3 million dollars. Her name is Samantha Stevens, a self-professed spiritual consultant consultant, and she stole money from this woman, 3.2 million dollars. The psychic convinced the woman in Miami that there was a curse That was put on her family and that she could remove the curse, but it was going to cost a lot of money. And it ended up to get rid of the curse. Three point two million dollars. Here's the thing. My family was cursed. (laughs) We, We didn't have the money to pay the psychic to remove the curse. And now reading this. We're ahead by three point two million dollars.
2: Yeah, it turned out to be a good decision. Look, yeah, um, I have no trouble believing that the family was cursed because mine was also cursed. (laughs) Right. This is why it's good to have nothing, because then you can't be. You still, you're still cursed, but you can't be ripped off.
3: You know, after uh, choosing to go into the restaurant business, the only other thing the old man could have come up with would be. Giving three million dollars to a psychic—that psychic.
4: <laughs> see
2: she might have removed the curse, but you're out three million, so aren't you still cursed?
4: Yeah.
3: Um, well, I think that's still up in the air. You're going to have to stay in contact with her, and and she'll uh, she'll let you know where the curse is, but that's going to cost extra. Oh, that's not part of the three million. She's she's going to jail in Florida for just about three years. Holy smoke! What is it with people? Why don't you call you know call your sister, your brother, call some call your banker and say a psychic psychic says my family's cursed. Should I give three million?
8: No,
3: no. It's Bob and Sherry.
8: Hey,
2: thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.